Jessica Cassidy is the fitness editor for Prevention Magazine and a health reporter whose articles have appeared in the New York Times. She's doled out advice on living a happier life on Good Morning America and the Today Show. Jessica believes small changes add up. That's the idea behind Better Each Day, her first book. She was inspired by the life-changing facts she learned from the experts she interviews and decided to put them together into a user-friendly guide. The result is a collection of gems of wisdom from more than 200 of the country's top dietitians, psychologists, physicians, yogis, and more. And she's joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hi, great. Thank you. Well, I I just think this is such a cool book. You know, sometimes you can read a self-help book or an inspirational or motivational book or whatever, and it's just too much at once. And these one day, I, I mean, I'm assuming you mean them by the day, one day bits are so digestible, so easy to think about and hold with you. That's exactly right. It's been so fun to watch friends pick up the book and just see how they use it. And most people, you think of a traditional book, people, even if it's written in chapter format, they they sort of flip through and they look at one page and then they flip and they look at another. And this book is really designed so that you do that. So you may pick it up in your first tip. You may go to page 125 and see something that inspires you, and then you flip a few more pages and see something else. And it's it's really it's supposed to be user-friendly. So you pick it up, you find something that strikes you, and then you hopefully implement it in your day. Well, I, I think it's it's really true. And, and, you know, just even starting, even starting with number one, though you may not intend that people will, when you talk about be the master of your own happiness, I was so impressed by the ratio that, what is it, 10% uh, is genetics and, four, oh, wait, no, 10% your circumstances, 40% genetics. That's exactly right. So you're actually, you've got uh, 40% that you can actually control of your own happiness, which means that it's really up to you how you determine to spend your time, how you determine to sort of direct your thoughts. Those are, those are the things that you actually have a lot of control of, and they actually can affect how you feel pretty significantly. And that's why we put it as tip one in the book, because it really is a good reminder that you, you are in control. You can change how how you're living your life and and really how it makes you feel at least forty percent of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know that's the thing. I mean, it, it just sort of empowers you and gives you food for thought. And well, you know, I I just marked a couple just for kicks. And honestly, I have to tell you, I've been so impressed by all of the tips that these are not in any order of being favorite or. But breathe deep to stay calm. That's tip number eighty two. And and tell me a bit about that one. Well, that was one of the fun things in researching this. I, of course, came to the book with my own background, and I had done quite a bit of yoga and and other things like that, but um, I hadn't really focused as much on just breathing outside of when it was going through a big sun salutation or something. So for this one, I spoke with Elena Brower. She's a Anisara yoga instructor who's pretty well known in New York City, and she talked about focusing on your breath such as you would in yoga, but doing it throughout the, the whole day. And that particularly when you're going through a challenging situation, so you get bad news from your boss or something like that, to sit back, close your eyes for a few minutes, and then just take some deep breaths and feel the breath going through your body. Feel how taking a deeper breath is really going to start to calm, calm your heartbeat and in turn calm your mind. And it was just something that was so interesting for me to learn and I thought other people would really it would resonate with as well because it's it's something that you have 
complete control over. Focusing your breath, it's something so easy. We're all breathing all day long, so actually just choosing to focus on it for a few breaths can help you to to restore a bit of a sense of calm no matter what you're doing. Well, you know, it's also a good reminder that Truly, there's advice of the ages. And how many times did our mothers or our grandmothers or our friends say, hey, take a deep breath? You know, it's almost like you've just taken that that sort of knowledge and really reinforced it with some backup and, and some reasoning behind it. But just that take a deep breath. As you were talking about it, I found myself thinking, I remember in fitness magazines and oh, Jessica, I hope you didn't write the article, but about, you know, do these butt exercises in line at the grocery store. No one will notice. Well, people probably would, but they wouldn't <laughs> notice if you took a deep breath. You know, that's something you really could do anywhere in a meeting, uh, you know, in traffic, in in the line for the grocery store store. Exactly, exactly. These are all tips that hopefully will you'll be able to implement into your life in hopefully seconds for some of them. Yeah, exactly. And some of them may stick forever and some may just be for the day, but what the hey, you're still making that day better. Well, I like tip 158, cut computer time to get creative at work. This is truly an epidemic issue, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this this is one that I find that I, I really implement more and more, much sometimes to, you know, my boss's dismay and so forth. <laughs> but um, but it, it really is. It's, it's something, what you, what you touched on a moment ago, that taking a deep breath, that that seems like something sort of age-old advice that you've heard. This is the same sort of thing. And, and so what this book, what we're doing with some of these is just going in and actually backing up this sort of anecdotal advice you've been given with true scientific proof. Right. You've probably heard when you get stuck on a problem, walk away from it, the solution will come to you. And that's what this particular um, professor found. So it was David Strayer, who's at the University of Utah, and he's done a lot of work with technology and how it affects our brain and how, how we best deal with it. And, and what his findings were is that if you do get stuck on a problem, if you're sitting at your computer and you get, say, writer's block, or you can't figure out some sort of tricky problem, uh, an equation you're working on with your own balancing your checkbook, something like that, get up and walk away from it. And that by getting away from your computer, even if you're just walking around the office, but even better if you go outside for a little bit, do something that really distracts your mind so that you're not not plugged into any sort of gadgets, but really tuned in to, to something that's going on right there, right around you, that when you come back to it, you'll have a really fresh perspective. And that so often that's all you need to get over whatever hurdle you had faced just before. Yeah, that's really good advice. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Jessica Cassidy talking about her book, 365 Expert Tips for a Healthy, Happier You. It's called Better Each Day. And, you know, you talk about unplugging and and walking away. Well, tip number 254, here's another one. We're all tuned in even while we're driving, and you're saying decompress during your commute. What are some tips there? Because that's, for some of us, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, who knows, of, of time that we could use better. Right. I love this tip. It came from Gabriella Cora. She's down in Florida, and she's a, she's a, a wellness counselor, but she also has an MBA, an MD. She's done all sorts of things. And so she, she gets what it's like to live a high-stress life. And what she found is that the people who she advised, they would often leave their office physically but not mentally and so many of us do that you're in the car and and maybe the music is on but you're you're thinking about that email you need to send or how to respond to something and 
her solution is really to just check out, to use your computer or your, your commute time to actually unplug from work, not just physically, but also mentally. Mm-hmm. And that, that means that when you get home, you'll actually be able to spend enjoyable time with your family or decompress and actually relax at the end of the day rather than keep the day going. And so something she was talking about, if, you, if you're driving in your own car, turning on the radio um, and sort of seeing what you enjoy listening to the most. Do you like listening to music? If so, do that. If, it, if you find that it actually takes a radio show of some sort with talk in it, turn to that. Maybe put in a CD of a comedy show. Whatever it is that's going to lift your mood, that's going to really fully engage your intention, really do that. And she found that it wasn't just on your commutes, that the same thing happens if you if you work at home, if you're intensely focused on projects, they're doing the same sort of thing. So stepping away from whatever it is that you're working on and engaging in something that could be defined as a hobby. So be it listening to music or obviously not while you're commuting, but if you're at home and need time to decompress, working on something like a scrapbook or a knitting project or something like that, that can really help you transition from the sort of busy, hectic work mode to a more relaxed home mode. And it's funny because you you said something very important. So many people do work from home. You deserve that decompressed commute, too. You know, you do have to figure out a way to put on your I'm working at home hat and now your I'm just at home hat. I like that idea of doing it even for a commute from just the bedroom upstairs where you've got your office to downstairs. That's that's good stuff. Well, tip 290 is is uh, the last one I want to talk to you about today, and that's embrace your imperfections. Ouch, that's hard for all of us. Absolutely. I think most people do get caught up in that trap, you know, and thinking that you have to be perfect all the time. And, and it can be really difficult because you're always striving to, to get somewhere new and, and Parker Palmer, he's the the expert I interviewed for this, and he's just amazing. He's written a number of books. He's trained as a sociologist, but has written a ton of books, including uh, A Hidden Wholeness, The Truth Toward an Undivided Life. He wrote a book called The Courage to Teach. He's just one of those people who you could sit down and talk with for hours, you know, but... And I think that's part of it. What what he was talking about is that what he has, and I think makes him so wise, is that he knows he's not perfect, and that that's part of what makes him so, you know, for lack of a better word, so lovable, so wonderful, mm-hmm. such, such a, a wonderful person to get to know. And and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep striving for better and doing better, but so many people are, are just tremendously hard on themselves and that that's a form of self-sabotage. So, so you can keep trying to be better at, at everything that you're doing, but also giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and being kind to yourself and looking for people and surrounding yourself with people who, who feel the same way, who, who embrace that as well. It's really going to give you the, the best relationships, not only with other people, but also with yourself. Well, and it's the perfect segue back to tip number one, and that is you've got 40% freedom for how happy you are. <laughs> you know, so embrace your imperfections and that'll up part of that good part of the 40%. Well, Jessica, I think it's really a terrific book. I think it would make such a great gift to give to a friend, a family, yourself to really one bite at a time, take these 365 expert tips for a happier, healthier you. Again, the book is Better Each Day by Jessica Cassidy. And Jessica, we're going to put all of your information on amystable.com, but where can we send people for more information about you? 
Well, I have my own website, jessicacassidy.com. My last name is spelled Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-T-Y. And the book was put out by Chronicle Books. So at chroniclebooks.com, you'll find a lot of information, too. Terrific. Well, it's been great to talk to you and great job on the book and continued success with it. Thanks so much. You're listening to Amy's Table. It's Amy's Table. A girl's guide to living. With Amy Tobin on Q102.